Mixes Podcast. I'm Brandon. I've got my great co-host Dag with me. How you doing, Dag? Doing excellent, man. Just, you know, committing agorism. How you doing? <laughs> committing agorism. If uh, if anyone Dude. asks, I'm not I'm not committing anything. <laughs> you don't know nothing. When we had um <laughs> when we had David on last week and he was like, Yeah, I'm just what do you say? Like uh, I'm trying to um oh something about living like like the ultimate ultimate agorist or extremely agorist or something like that right. and uh you were like oh what do you mean by that and all my i'm thinking that, like uh stuffing the dogs with tenorite and cocaine awesome <laughs> 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 i uh i actually uh did um i actually did do some cool uh not illegal agorist shit uh, this week i processed like 100 chickens filled in my freezers so that was really nice getting caught back up there food security, et cetera. And, um, I had, uh, one of my best friends, we were chilling last night, we were sitting at the bar and, uh, I went ahead and got him set up with a Bitcoin.com wallet. I sent him $20 in BCH into $10 increments to show him how to do it with like copy and pasting and QR codes and stuff like that. So I was feeling really good about myself, bringing someone on board. That's cool, man. Um, I'm a cheap bastard. I like to send people like five cents just to show them like, okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, you can't send five cents with a bank, right? So that's one, right, one of the reasons right. why I do it is because, like, you need to at least – many banks, you need to at least send them, like – there's, like, $25 minimum, and it takes, like, two to three days to get there and, like, you know, all that crap. But it's like, dude, I just sent you five cents in, like, two seconds. Um, try doing that with any bank, right? And um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I do five cents. But I probably should do more, but it's like, I don't know. I figure if I give him 20 bucks, then it's a good number. He can watch it like go up or down, you know, maybe get excited about it too. Um, or actually be able to so. do some, do something with it later on. Like <laughs> feel like he's got a little something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you just wait a few years, buddy. And that's really going to pay off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just wait. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're, I'm excited for float, float Fest. How about you? I'm excited. I am very excited for Float Fest. Um, we uh, we talked uh, with, uh, I'm sure you guys heard us, an interview with Aaron and, oh gosh. Alex, um, Alex. From, uh, from Float. Alex, that's what it was. Right, right, right. Sorry, guys. I'm terrible with names. The C- um, COO. They were on a few episodes ago. Yes, that's right. He's actually important. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but they were talking about Float Fest. Um, it should be really cool. It's in Austin. Is it, gosh, a week away. Uh, it's coming up on us quick, man. It's with the eighth to the eleventh, I believe. I don't. Know, I don't even know how you pronounce that town. It's like in a town, like an hour and a half away from Austin. It's like Guys, Texas, Gays, Texas. I don't know, something like that. And um, but yeah, we'll we'll both me and Dag plan on going, so we'll both be there. So uh, yeah, come say hi to us. Come have a drink with us. We'd love to hang out with you guys. Um, I'll cook you some chicken. It'll be a good time. Yeah, yeah, Dag. Probably are you and are you going to be like um, processing chickens there, or are you just bringing like... processing chickens? Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring a, I'm going to bring some chicken. Uh, it might be um, it might be a little um, on the frozen side for the first couple of days to make sure it lasts. That's fine. It's easy to thaw. But yeah, I'm definitely going to bring a ton for us to be eating. I'll probably bring a little bit extra in case anybody wants to like buy any in case you know you, you know you need food while you're there. I mean, um, I I like my chicken but, uh, super fresh, Dag. So. You know, if you're not wringing yeah, its yeah. neck in front of me, I don't know if I want to eat it or not. So. I, I, it's like when you buy a lobster at like the seafood restaurant and you pick it out, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you go ahead and pick out a live one. I'll get them ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Remember, you better kill something because we're not stopping on the way home. <laughs> you know, 
it just doesn't have that chickeny taste unless you see it run around with its um with its head gone, you know. So you get to see the fear in its eyes. <laughs> Sorry, it's getting a little too dark. <laughs> uh, I'm very yeah. humane with my chickens, guys. I swear, I, I really am. I don't, I don't do anything like that. <laughs> it's yeah. over very quickly. I'm very conscious of my chickens' well-being, so I promise. Yeah, and they're like grass-fed and stuff too, aren't they? Like, do you like grass? Yeah, yeah, they're free. yeah, they're pasture-raised. Yeah, they're, they're they they live outside, um, in in the grass and sunshine and all that. They're they're taken very good care of. Um, I uh, it, it's one of the reasons that I, if not the main reason, I raise my own meat is because I am a big animal lover, and I just the thought of um industrial agriculture is just awful. You know, hell on earth, and I don't want to put my food through that. So no, I, I care very much for my animals for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. That's good to hear. Um, well, with that said, uh, I guess we should get on to our sponsor, uh, Presearch. 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 I mean, it's such a great search engine. Like, if you're not using Presearch, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, with Google, you get spied on. Um, with Presearch, you don't get spied on. With Google, you do searches. With Presearch, you you get uh, you get crypto for searching. So it's also a um, decentralized search engine, which Agoras, um, you know, as Agoras, we definitely believe in decentralization. We don't really believe in central centralized anything. I don't think. Um, um, yeah, there's there's tons of different search engines you can use within PreSearch as well, too. So you know, you can search within. Uh, you know, there's a few it gives you, but you can actually add a lot. So like, you can search within Amazon. You know, you can search within Home Depot's website. Uh, you can actually search within Float. Uh, through them, uh, CoinGecko, all sorts of other sites. Um, I'm just reading off the list here, so sorry, there are a few of them, but there's Target, uh, a bunch of these other symbols I don't even recognize because I'm not that, you know, in the loop. Uh, looks like Bing, Twitter, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. At any rate, um, you can search within so many other sites from and, the pre-search page, so it's really convenient. And you can mine it. You can, you, um, it's like mining. You'll, you'll help the search engine. And then, uh, and then you get rewarded in the pre-tokens for doing it. So um, you can do that. And then there's, there's uh, what do they call it? Keyword staking, which, yeah. which uh, you know, let, let's say there's a word out there that you like, you're selling pens or something, right? You can put uh, tokens down on the word pens and, um, and anyone who, who searches that your, your search will be on, on top. So I think like, I forget how many, what the, it's an insane percentage, but um, most searches don't go past the, the first page. So being on the first page is pretty, um, pretty important. So I love their, uh, their yeah. keyword staking. It actually has helped, helped out Agorist Nexus. Yeah, I mean, just try a random ways. word like agorism and see, see what comes up. You know, you might, might be surprised. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, don't, don't do that. Cause uh, don't take my word. <laughs> Uh, oh shit um doxing you so, here, um, bro doxing me <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> oh mercy so so what do we got going on today man well uh I, like i don't plan on doing end game episodes it just when there's enough they don't give us any choice bro yeah i mean there's all this news and stuff so it's kind of like we kind of have to right um, so we're doing a end game four episode and like some of the stuff we, we mentioned, but it's not like it's either not done yet or like back then we were called conspiracy theorists for saying it, but now 
it's like okay this is either something that they want to do or this is something that they're they're already implementing and it's like no longer con- so yeah i i really don't like it when people like come on they're like oh i told i said way back when and you know but and i said this and i said that so i really hate to be like an i told you so kind of thing that's not what this is intended to be but like gosh for the love of christ man some of this stuff is just so like 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 they you can actually pull up you know articles and stuff from you know back when you know back when we were saying some of this stuff how long have we been doing these episodes for anyhow for months months back and like oh no you know um detention centers are that's a conspiracy theory that's not true that's not going to happen you know and then it's like when it does it's just like yeah see you know told you so (laughs) right yeah it's um yeah I, i don't even feel like we have to say that just you know um just go back and listen to the other episodes really uh and yeah. and thing too is like you don't have to listen to the first three end game episodes to listen to this one if you just want to skip to this one that's perfectly fine um but we will mention like hey uh this is something we mentioned in a previous episode i think we mentioned actually we mentioned almost everything in here except for like the recent protests um which we had no idea. Yeah, we haven't talked much about that. But um, everything else, we've we've were like mentioned in previous episodes, but they weren't like they either weren't implemented or they weren't um, like it was considered conspiracy. So stuff like that. But um, yeah, with that said, we'll start out with the. Well, uh, what's up, Dad? See, uh, see, uh, BBC article or video. Oh yeah, the um, um, yeah, the the digital. So we've got a video, but um, and we'll just put it in the link, um, and we'll just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, check out the video. It, it it really is it really is interesting, guys. It's like five minutes, totally worth a watch. Um, you know, I I gotta say, like, I'm I'm a little surprised that they're they're actually. I'm very I'm always very surprised when I hear something on you know mainstream news that like I you know kind of agree with. You know, um, the the anchor on this, I think, was, you know, I don't agree with her, but some of the people she had on, uh, I think, actually was kind of interesting. Um, do you do you want to give us a rundown on this one, Brandon, or I don't want to just go talk about particular parts? If you gotta... Yeah, so basically, um, basically, they're saying that, and they're, um, they're quoting the Jerome Powell, which is the federal, or actually, they're showing, I think they show a clip of him, or um, do they interview him, or do they show a clip yeah. of him? They interview him? Yeah, they're just showing a clip of him talking about Bitcoin. Oh, okay. That's right. Um, yeah. So they show a clip of him talking about Bitcoin, and he, and he's he's basically going into um, like a you know a digital dollar and uh, and stuff like that. So um, I don't know if you yeah. Have well, any... what's interesting about it is you know they're talking about um yeah they're they're talking about um the you know all the stuff Bitcoin's doing and yeah he's talking about some like the the pros or cons and of course everything he's saying is a con of like Bitcoin. He's you know he's saying like we can't basically like we can't let it get too much power because it's going to undermine the power of the central banks. <laughs> like we're like, yeah, dude, that's the point, <laughs> you know, it, it's just so great to hear them say it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like they know, you know, they know that, that their end is coming, um, which is great. I mean, and uh, shout, you know, shout out to the dollar vigilante too, because I saw a video of his and um, him and, uh, Ed Bugos, his um his partner over there, um they they both mentioned like um yeah governments are gonna try to institute um these 
like digital crypto uh, fiat currencies and um, and that that uh, that they'll eventually fail that cryptos will win out and um, and yeah sh- shout out to them because uh, BK in this video um, I think I think he goes by Brian Kelly um, yeah, I think that was it yeah. he was pretty much saying the same thing like the you know this is just going to legitimize this is going to legitimize crypto um, as a whole it's going to get everybody using crypto so that they know how to use it and then and then once they find the real cryptos they're like oh wow i've got so much more freedom with this other one that gains value and my crappy one they just print manipulate um they even take money out if i don't do certain things um and uh and yeah yeah, so so that's what they were talking about in here that they'll they'll load your ubi on there or your stimulus and if you don't spend it fast enough or or on the things they want you to like They'll take money back out. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll they'll like use it against Uh-oh. you. Like the the stimulus is meant to stimulate the economy, so you have to spend it. And if you don't, we'll you know um, take it out and like penalize you. And it's like, man, you know, just a uh, very Talk about um, perverse incentives, man. You know, oh, you want to save money for a rainy day? Nope. <laughs> yeah, there's this money that we uh, that we got from our tax slaves were were. Um, we're now giving it to you, but if you don't do do what we want you to with that, then uh, it's just it's uh, it's insane. It's insane. Um, and why people give government this much power over their lives is just you know probably fear driven. Yeah, madness and fear. But this don't. other guy, this other guy they had on, I don't see his name. Anyhow, even he was saying like um like he's no fan of the Federal Reserve and central banks and stuff. And I was like, oh, all right. I'm not used to hearing somebody say that on mainstream uh mainstream what have you i don't know it doesn't say but uh but yeah he was just talking about like yeah once you know the you know the, if the government does this digital dollar and they're just you know pumping money through it it'll be easier than printing money right they can just give it to people you know digitally that they'll probably start inflating and even he says on here it's just going to destroy the dollar and then people are really going to see you know oh well now we have these two choices and one of them's going up in value and one of them isn't you know what are what are we going to do? So, you know, it's almost like, you know, I guess, you know, if anybody out there is collapsitarian, it's almost like, man, we should just be egging them on to do the digital dollar because it's just going to get this whole thing over with quicker. And I mean, it might, it sounds like it'll just make their case or make our case for us too, you know? Right. Now, again, again, there are positives to this, but I think there will be negatives. Um, of, you know, the government hates competition, so they will claw their way, you know, they they won't go down without you know kicking and screaming of course but uh, but the, the animal is the most dangerous right they're gonna be clawing and kicking um, so the things that I can imagine with this are are that that of course they will not let you buy crypto with with their digital fiat um, and we and you know before anyone says oh well that's too far fetched remember there were banks in what was it. 2017 2018 that said no um that said you cannot make purchases with crypto i think capital one was and chase was one there were banks back then that said you cannot make purchases you cannot make crypto purchases um with with our through our bank so before anyone says it's too far oh yeah stuff like that is already yeah move crypto directly and then if you look at anything like if you um you know like they get people who are like you know people who have been canceled who can't use PayPal. 
can't use Visa or MasterCard to accept payments, you know, for whatever stupid thing, you know, they've been canceled for. Um, and then even today, pot stores, you know, like dispensaries, they still, in a lot of instances, can't use banking systems, you know? So to, you know, yeah, to think that, you know, they wouldn't use the banking systems as a weapon to stop something that they don't want is not far-fetched at all. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time, even today. So I think they'll do that. They'll restrict purchases, um, then people will find ways around it and then they'll start saying they'll put crazy laws on it. And whether the people accept it or not, I guess it's, it, it always comes down to fear, right? So who knows what kind of fear tactic tactic they'll use, but it, it could be like, Oh, well, these people buying crypto um, just want to collapse the American economy. And uh, you know, who knows? Right. But, but that's just like, an you know, it's funny when you, you say it like that too, like how much are people going to, you know, um, comply or care. Cause I feel like in a lot of ways, like they can make all the laws they want, but you know, how can they actually, actually effectively regulate this other than just scaring people. Um, but it's something to think about a lot here this last uh, couple of weeks when we had, um, when we had Ray, uh, Ray March on a few weeks ago, he said like, people go along with this stuff until it affects them like economically, you know, until they can't afford to go along with it anymore. So it's like, yeah, I mean, really, if you have a currency that, works or is good or has value versus one that doesn't it's like that's really gonna affect people and hopefully they'll just be like man fuck off like <laughs> you know we're gonna use whatever's best for us uh, but i've been i've really been putting that uh, that phrase or, or that thought that you see a lot recently it's really um it's just started making sense with a lot of things you know people go along with stuff until they until they can't afford to you know and and i think something we'll get into a little bit later a lot of protests and stuff going on with like lockdowns and stuff i think people are just getting to the point where they can't afford to be locked down anymore so hopefully they take action, you know, reasonably and non-violently, of course. Um, yeah, it's uh, very interesting times that we're living in. And um, it'll be interesting how, how all this stuff plays out. Um, it, what, what, what can they actually do, like other than just write laws and regulations? Like what can they actually do to stop us from using cryptocurrency? Um, like, I mean, is it going to get to the point where you have to be like really good at computers to know how to get around using this kind of stuff? Or, I mean, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't, I don't even know where they'd start other than just trying to scare people. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the banks and the government, the, they're they're in bed with each other. And, um, you know, the, the people who own the central banks are the same people who own the private banks. So um, so they'll just lock you out from doing, doing business or lock you out from swapping it out for cash or something? Yeah, or they'll... Digital they'll, dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they'll make it so that that you can't, you won't be able to buy any crypto with it. So, people will start buying, <clears throat> people will start buying other stuff to then to, to then purchase crypto. A, a midi, a mi- intermediary currency between the two currencies. So it'll be like Amazon gift cards or something. Will be like the, <laughs> the currency that you use to trade. You know. Um, well, I was I was thinking like uh, gold. I was thinking like for- gold and silver. There's some gold and silver places that. That lets you um, that lets you buy gold and silver, um, and they they let you sell your gold and silver back into crypto. So you can you buy it with crypto and you can sell it back into crypto. Either way, okay. So I think yeah, that, that works because it, it it'd be something relatively digital. Otherwise, you know that's why I was thinking like the Amazon gift cards or something, something you can send digitally. Um, or something, but yeah, I guess they could do the same thing with gold and silver. I guess you never really have to even touch it, you know. You never have to touch the gold and silver; it can just be somewhere in a warehouse, and just sort of use it like a another digital currency. 
Yeah, and um, you know, and and when that happens, hopefully history doesn't repeat itself. And I, I know we had the um when F, when FDR started to uh, what was it? He it wasn't like a gold confident like it was kind of like confiscating gold, but it wasn't like. They didn't have Gestapo teams going to each house, searching your house for right. gold or anything. I think anything, they get but... you when you travel. I think it was relatively voluntary. Like it was like, oh, we're you know doing this, and then I think it also had something to do with they stopped the specie payments. So it was almost like you used to be able to you know cash in your dollars for gold, and they made it where you couldn't do that anymore. Um, I think that was under FDR. I think that was part of that. Um, was that they kind of just made it where you couldn't claim your gold uh, yeah and then you and you, uh, and it was like a re, like some kind of requirement to sell it to the government for like for like less than half of what it was actually worth or whatnot yeah i think that might have tied into Bretton woods or something wasn't that where they tied a specific price like a state like they tried to make like 35 dollars an ounce or something like that just a just a price instead of a fluctuating price something like that i'm a little rusty since i read um what has government done to our money it's been a couple of years but yeah it was something like that yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of rusty too. Um, I need to catch up on my history, but yeah, those are interesting times. And then, and then you yeah, have the Japanese got thrown into um, camps and stuff like, uh, yeah. How anybody could yeah, say FDR, FDR was, awesome, was a huh? good president. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah, he's ranked in like the top for some of these people, you know, and I even say, well, what about like this? Like he threw Japanese people in tournament camps. They go, yeah, that was bad. But, you know, all the good things he did outweighed the bad things he did. And I'm like, well, you know, and they, they reference like child labor laws, you know, and I'm like, like, OK, like that, like a small thing that really didn't matter at that time versus this. And, and I mean, God damn, this sounds terrible, but like I'm sure you could use that same argument for every single tyrant in the history of the world that they did good stuff too. So it must have outweighed it, you know, like, I'm sure that Hitler had some good programs too. Like I think Hitler like ended child labor also. Like, yeah. It doesn't yeah, mean like the, he was a good dude. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah, maybe it was child labor. That, I can't remember, but um, he, I think he, he like constructed the Autobahn and um, started Volkswagen and I did all, you know, mm -hmm. did all the stuff to really industrialize germany but nobody says oh well you know the good outweighs the bad yeah i mean it was in the castro and the reading program i mean any any tyrant egg i mean because if they're not doing something that at least appears to be good they wouldn't be able to keep that you know superstition of power you know people have to you know people have to see them as legitimate and usually you do a couple good things to sort of wins people over <laughs> you know uh so so yeah, so um, uh, yeah, so I think that um, with all that, the government will, and this is going back to to gold and silver. The you know government will have to, in some ways, restrict purchases um, because people will start buying other stuff. People will start buying other stuff to get to crypto, and so they'll have to selectively say, okay, like what can we restrict and get away with restricting where people can't. Um, we can't buy crypto and, and that's where it's really going to be interesting, especially for an agorist. Right. Um, and there's going to be plenty, like, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to help people, but I think that, that if you do decide to help out in some way, make sure that you're very careful because I, I think that, uh, that, that there's could definitely be some risk when that happens. Now, again, I don't have my crystal ball, right. But I'm just kind of going off of like, 
what what government does and and what they have done throughout history so yeah yeah well you know it's this is really interesting times right now with uh crypto uh, blowing up like it is you know uh it's really interesting to see the politicians and you know mainstream news and stuff like that have to have to deal with it and have to confront it and have to talk about it and it's also just hilarious because it's like most of them don't know what the hell they're talking about <laughs> you know um in this video we're talking about here the the anchor lady looks very confused it sounds very confused but i almost feel like they put on those airs sometimes too when i watch this stuff like they're they're sounding the stupid on purpose right like it's on they're trying to play to their audience are they really that stupid i don't know i don't know i, I really hate tv tv news all right I think. yeah so um, we... yeah spain we should get into spain now um now be... let's do it in the other end game episodes we were talking about how spain was going to put people on a registry um for not getting back like if you decided not to get the vaccine that you would be put in into a, reg a registry and um they're still going along with that now but um but also they're they're going they're trying to get something passed right now that says okay you will get charged 60,000 euros um 60,000 yeah if, yeah if you refuse to be vaccinated and not only covid but any other future virus that they choose. So they're just trying to permanently, you know, change this. Uh, it's, you know, in fairness, it's not passed yet, um, but they're kind of talking about it in this article as if it's, as if they're expecting it to be. What's the article? Uh, it's uh, a yeah. Sir National, right? In English. Yeah. 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 We can, uh, Sir in English.com. We'll put that. The, sure. Yeah. It's, um, but, uh, but yeah, right. It's I a guess very right short now, article, really easy to read, pretty self-explanatory. Um, so yeah, take a look at it. There's yeah, I, I guess you're saying right now it's between a thousand and three thousand euros, but they're going to up that to three thousand to sixty thousand euros for refusal to be uh, vaccinated, and of course they quote may pose a risk or serious damage to the health of the population, which of course brings us back to if you're vaccinated, why do I have to be vaccinated? You know, I don't. Yeah, I mean if you're vaccinated, you should be safe from unvaccinated people, right? I mean, I just yeah. don't. I don't see why you're. I mean, I mean, at least, at least, like, if they don't want to, I mean, you know, don't force them. I'm not like, I don't know. I just, I just have a problem with anything to where you can't take legal action. You know, it's like if something goes yeah. wrong, I can't sue. And also, and I feel like my immune the... system is healthy enough to be able to resist and fight and survive these. Maybe when I'm yeah, older. Yeah, especially something like COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, like you're saying, it's like you can't sue. Like that's sort of supposed to be the, you know, the check. Right. Like, you know, if there is some somebody comes out with something and it's an issue, you know, that's supposed to be how we how we keep things like that in check, you know, and if people have no consequences, you know, they don't necessarily put out a good product. I mean, look at government. They have no consequences. They put out a terrible product. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So that's so that's that one. Um, you know, we just got a couple here that we wanted to, you know, pick out, pick out for you all that are, you know, worth keeping an eye on and also just sort of. Just sort of back up what 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 us and when I say us or we, I don't just mean you know me and Brandon, like you know the all, all you people listening and stuff, and and uh, you know everybody else in our circles. We tend to think pretty similarly about this whole this whole thing. We've kind of been apprehensive about government action and stuff. So you know we just want to point out that yeah, shit shit might be going down, guys. So you know, be as ready as you can, I guess. We got anything else on on Spain or? 
Um, the bill in Parliament is a response to President Alberto. What's his name? Decree restrictive measures against the pandemic. Blah blah. blah. Um, yeah, it sounds like the Parliament uh, is. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, refusal to study reform of health law sanction against vaccine deniers. Take a, a tougher line with people who do not comply with directives to stop the spread of the virus. People who do not comply. Dude, at, at first that line was hitting me, but now that I heard you say it, um, the one right above it, uh, reform of the health law to sanction vaccine deniers. That's almost even creepier. <laughs> you know, if you're a vaccine denier, then we're going to take legal action against you. You know, so I mean, that's that's basically thought crime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice to know we're moving moving along nicely towards eighty four. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> working it up. Now, our next the next article we wanted to cover was in Canada, and Canada. If we want to. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I didn't know if we wanted to shout out DVT before we moved on to Canada. It seems like a good. Uh, yeah, that's good, about halfway good, through. Good breaking point. You want to start it out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, big shout out to our other sponsors, Devault Cryptocurrency, ticker symbol DBT. Really cool cryptocurrency guys. Uh, they uh coming out with some privacy features here through Terraform, which is really neat. They've got a cool uh, voting system for their governance model and everything. So really a really great crypto. You guys should check them out. Yeah, and I like the cold staking feature. Super easy. Just click cold stake and enter the uh yeah, the it's like a you want to that works yeah it, it's super yeah savings account that works and i think you get more than uh you get more i think you get more than one percent back or you, you'll get more than whatever bank gives you back so um super nice but uh yeah dvt uh Devault is definitely a project worth looking at again like we never provide financial advice ever and we never will so, like, do all your own research uh, on everything, but um, but yeah, definitely uh, definitely worth looking. Not telling you to buy it. I'm just telling you to check it out. You know, just take a peek. That's all. Yeah, go window shopping, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's not financial advice. We're just telling you to check it out. That's all. So, <laughs> so do that. And so then, if we wanted to move on to our friendly neighbors to the north, uh, Canada. They, um, we definitely did. I mean, I think, I think one of our end game episodes, maybe it was two, if I remember correctly. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. One of them, um, we spent a lot of time talking about Canada because there was an interesting report. Um, some of the folks in their government, I don't know if we consider parliament or not, but they were talking about some concerns of some plans that were, you know, going to be in effect. A couple, a couple points, if I remember correctly, one was that they were going to, you know, even if COVID-19 started to die out, that soon it was going to be, you know, COVID-21 or something that they were going to throw out there as a, as a new fear. And if, I don't know if you guys have heard about the new variants. Is that what they're calling them? The new variants? There's the UK variant and the Brazil variant or something, some South America, something or other. So now there's new strains of it that are out and about and are more, more dangerous or more resistant or more... Fucking, I don't know, man, contagious or or whatever. But whenever they say new that's variant, happening. It, it always seems like it always seems like it's a new variant that, that they in my eye. I mean, I don't know, but uh, but it always seems like that to me. Maybe I'm just one of those I mean, yeah, paranoid. It just seems like the way that the cold, 
It just seems like the way the cold behaves. That's why there's a different one every year. That's why they don't bother making vaccines for it today. Because they just, the way coronaviruses are, like, it's not, it's not, I mean, they feel really, there's a COVID-18, there's a COVID-17, there's a COVID-12. Like, it's, it doesn't, it's not a big deal. <laughs> That's why, you know, you don't hear about it. You know, um, it's, it's just the way these things operate, dude. It's, uh, it's, this shit, I don't know. That's why it's so frustrating to me, man. Because this shit isn't, like, unique. It's, like, it's like basic biology and it's like once you go beyond basic biology then it's like people like read too deeply into some of this shit it's like no it's just it's just basic <laughs> it's just a it's just basic basic virus stuff dude like you know you get it you get over it you have immunity you know we move on but with this it's no you can get it twice and it's worse the second time and we've got this vaccine but it doesn't actually make you immune and you know, I and you still have to wear a mask. I don't, know, social I don't understand this world anymore. Yeah, you still have to wear a fucking mask. Um, okay, so anyhow, and, and it's funny say, saying that actually brings me back to topic. Um, so a lot of this um, mandatory uh, quarantine and isolation stuff uh, with Canada right now um, for uh, for travel, especially. And one of the reasons that I that we're bringing this part up is because this is where they talk about you know things that go hand in hand with that, like detention facilities and uh, and stuff like that. But so basically, they're talking about if you're coming to Canada, uh, things that you have to do. Um, there's some different things, flying or driving, but they're pretty similar. So basically, if you are, let's say I wanted to go visit Canada. First of all, they might not let me visit because I'm not a resident. But if they do, the, uh, basically, there is a... What are the sources on this, too? We'll, we'll name the sources real fast. I am getting this information from the government of Canada's website. So um, which, which one? Mouth. Uh, so to speak, it I is. I want my source, Dag. Uh, I want my source. You my source. <laughs> <laughs> the actual page is the travel.gc.ca/travel-covid. That is the actual page I'm on. Um, but I want to say the actual short one would be uh, www.alberta.ca. Okay. Is going to give you your COVID-19 travel requirements for Canada. Uh, sorry, I was like three links deep in that. So. Um, but yeah, so it is actually from the Canadian government. So again, as good of a source as you can get on this kind of stuff, I guess. Um, but yeah, so basically you will have to take a test uh, before you get on the plane. You have to pass. You have to take a test again when you get off the plane. Uh, and there's all sorts of all sorts of stuff, man, here, like an actual checklist. Because it's stuff like, like you have to have, um, like before you travel, uh, you have to have your quarantine plan. Like they have to approve your quarantine plan. Uh, you get your pre-entry COVID-19 test. COVID-19 test before you get on the plane. You have to have a three-night hotel stay reserve at your expense, of course, before, you know, that's part of your plan. Uh, you have to register in advance for your arrival test. So you fly, you get off the plane, you get your second test, you stay in a hotel, and this is all, you have to have your plan, they make sure you get there and everything. Uh, you, you have to stay in a hotel for three days until your results come back. Then if your results come back negative, you have to quarantine for a full 14 days. I think it's an additional 10 days, you know, at that point, you've been there free. So you have to quarantine whether you pass the test or not. If you pass the test or if you get negative, you can quarantine where you like, a hotel of your choosing, or I guess wherever your destination is going to be when you're there. Uh, I don't think you're supposed to interact with people, though. So if you're visiting a family member, I don't think you're supposed to go to their house and quarantine at their house. Um if you if that test comes back positive, however, you do not get to quarantine somewhere you're choosing. They take you to a government quarantine center. It might still be a hotel or something, but it is government, you know, approved and guarded and all that good stuff. So it's 
you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a lot of stuff uh, there that they're, you know, making you do, making you get planned out ahead of time and everything. But here's one thing that is, um, that is interesting. And that let me maybe think of this when you talk about once you get your vaccine, you're still going to wear a mask and, and do this, that, or the other. So there are some people who are exempt from all this quarantine stuff. Um, some things that do not exempt you though, which is hilarious is you've already had and gotten over COVID. You're not exempt. If you've gotten your vaccine, you're not exempt. And again, it's like, you fucking had it already. Like you're, you know, it's, it doesn't affect you. Or if you've had your vaccine and they supposedly work, which somewhere on here, it brags about how the vaccines are 99% effective, you know, then you should be able to, you know, not have to deal with all this. Uh, penalties for um, violating any instructions provided to you under the quarantine act, six months in prison and or $750,000 in fines. Doesn't mean if you have it and spread it, that's just if you violate um, or you violate any of their instructions um, under this act. If they conclude that you do give it to somebody, it's a fine of a million dollars and up to three years in prison or both. Of course, that's something that's unprovable, <laughs> you know, but I'm sure that they could, you know, make a good enough case. So it, it's, um, yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Definitely. Yeah, so that's the deal. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Um, so again, something that we said, you know, detention centers, et cetera. Articles were going around that that was conspiracy theory and not true. But, you know, now they're announcing this stuff. And that was as of February 21st of 2021 that I think they uh, made this announcement. Yeah, and we'd mentioned this in... requirements kicked in, I apologize. We'd mentioned this in Endgame 2, I think. Yeah, it was like around Halloween. So. I think it was. Oh, yeah, man, crazy. it's been that long. Yeah. Dude, and, it, and, it, and it's funny. I remember about that same time, I think it was October, talking to a coworker, And I was like, so we're going to have to wear masks forever, right? And he's like, nah, nah, man. After the election, this is all, we're all going back to normal. This is all going to be over with. This is all just silly. And I was like, you think so? He's like, oh, yeah. And then, of course, I had to say, well, when do you think the election is going to be over? Because, <laughs> of course, that wasn't, you know, November 4th. <laughs> um, but uh, I was talking to him the other day, and I'm like, remember how naive we were <laughs> back when we thought we wouldn't be wearing masks? I mean, not that I fucking wear it anyhow, but, uh, but it's, you know, again, just another real-life real example. Getting called yeah. crazy conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, we did want to kind of mention, like, all the pro. There are there are good things going on. We wanted to highlight those. Yeah, I mean protests. I think with with protests, the um, the elites just kind of oh you know look 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 how cute that is right. Those little slaves protesting over there. But um, but it, it's just good to see that that people aren't going to take this laying down. Like it's good to see that people do disagree with this complete tyrannical you know Orwellian style system that that they're trying to implement and um so it's just good to see and you're not going to hear it in the, yeah, in, the, the world, in the media but know? yeah there's protests all over the world we're going to get into germany but um dad you got a whole list of uh places right i uh, i i i do and you um you know you, you make a great point though um when when you're talking about like um, the protests and what they are are going to tell us or what you are are going to see because yeah you have an anti-lockdown protest 
they don't talk about it, you know. And like I said, there was one over the summer where they were like, oh, these people were open carrying at, you know, a government building so they can make anti-lockdown people look like terrorists, you know. So that's, of course, you know, when they will cover it. Uh, but otherwise, you know, they, they, they very selectively cover that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, actually um, all over the world. There's a lot, there's a lot of places. Let's see, like in Europe, for instance, um, I'm getting this information from an Al Jazeera article, uh, by the way, guys. But um, in Europe, uh, for instance, let's see, um, Austria, Belgium, Czech Republic, Denmark, Georgia, Germany, Hungary, Ireland, the Netherlands, Spain, and the United Kingdom have all had a decent sized anti-lockdown protests. There is actually a actually highlight one here in the Netherlands, which uh, which is interesting because I don't know. I think people in Holland are usually pretty cool laid back. But um, they actually uh, supposedly are what they're claiming turned violent, resulting in more than 240 arrests after government introduced an overnight curfew uh, in the coastal town of Urk. I don't know if that's how you say it. Uh, violent protesters torched a COVID-19 testing center and threw fireworks at police, uh, <laughs> which is just yeah, I'm, I'm just smiling ear to ear just reading that. That's just hilarious to me. Um, but here's what's really interesting. Uh, so uh, Al Jazeera stepped... I cannot pronounce that name. Sorry. Uh, Vassian, uh, reporting from Amsterdam, said the rioters were mostly dissatisfied young men. She added the unrest was being driven in part by, quote, conspiracy thinkers linked to the far right QAnon movement. So that's hilarious. A, conspiracy thinkers, you know, throwing them under the bus. But B, the fact they're linking them to QAnon. I highly doubt people in Holland are really that into QAnon. But it reminds me of like uh, like our buddy Jeremiah Harding, who um you know was getting nuked from social media because you know supposedly QAnon and he's not <laughs> you know so you know it's just one of those things that they can just throw out there to make anybody sound you know bad uh and, and, and evil uh there are some other ones in the middle east there there are several uh several countries uh really story of note from tripoli in lebanon there was actually a bunch of anti-lockdown protesters who stormed the city's government building and fired live rounds at them. I guess they killed one person and injured 200 others uh, defending the government building <laughs> from uh, from their constituency. Uh, but yeah, I guess there's over 100 countries that have had uh, protests like this, uh, which is, you know, cool. <laughs> um, it seems like really a, a lot of the countries that have had that have had uh, nationwide lockdowns have had some sort of protests and especially countries, it seems that might be a little bit wealthier. I think in a lot of the really poor countries, I don't know how well they can enforce this stuff. I don't know if people, <laughs> this might also be a lot of places where people aren't you know, allowed to protest. So who knows? Um, you know, like I see like Australia, I'm noticing does not have a, um, does not have one of the, the marks on it that they had protests, but shit, man, they weren't allowed to come out of their house to walk their dog. You know, so they wouldn't have been allowed to protest if they fucking wanted to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it, you know, it is happening out there. You had some other specific ones you wanted to talk about, though, I believe. Uh, well, I know Germany had some protests, but I don't think this article. The, the Al Jazeera one does not mention Germany specifically. No, they just mention a, a couple a couple specific ones other than that. Okay. They have a cool graphic that um, does have uh, dots. Uh, in places that have had the protests, and Germany is one of those dots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, talk about it. I know that Germany definitely has. Well, let's see. Anti-lockdown demonstrations demonstrations have intensified in recent weeks as Germany has tightened coronavirus restrictions, which are in place until at least mid-February. So, um, yeah, and then let's see. In August, there so, there was a bunch of protests in Berlin. 
But I, I keep thinking there's something recently, but... Um... Well, we can, you know, if we want to talk about <laughs> Germany being a place that, of all places, should be extremely um, apprehensive of extreme government measures and controls and lockdowns and stuff, um, you know, this whole thing that happened uh, in the yeah, 30s I mean, and 40s. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I mean... If uh, anybody should know, I mean. <laughs> well, it's funny that we say that because there are a group of people who do know um, and are actually a little upset about some of this stuff as well. Do we want to transition to that? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be a good time to do that. I mean, I don't know if I'm drawing connections here that shouldn't be drawn, but. Um... We did want to mention the um, Israel protest. Yes, they in Tel Aviv, they are. Uh, demonstrators are coming together to protest uh, forced vaccinations. I guess they have something called the Green Passport Program, um, which allows vaccinated individuals and recovered COVID-19 patients, oh, that's nice of them, um, to take part in certain uh, activities, including attending mass gatherings, etc. I don't know what all is included with mass gatherings, but it's probably all sorts of things that you would think would be a fundamental right, like church services or something like that. Doesn't necessarily say that, but that would be my assumption. Yeah, and I mean, One of um, the, um, if you click on this article too, you'll see like they've got like uh, stars of David, like um, uh, <laughs> like how the Nazis used to make them wear, and like uh, you know. yeah, man, this, 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 it's it's great, man. So this, this picture, it, it says um, it's it's a sign they're holding in this protest, and it's like the green COVID passport, and then it's like okay, an arrow to the next one. It's like okay, so then it's these golden stars that you have to wear. And then it shows like the next step is like a tattoo on the arm, <laughs> you know? So, well, you know, the passport isn't good enough. You got to get your COVID tattoo. <laughs> Obviously they're making those same connections. Yeah. And I one mean, of the things that um, I, yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, I was just going to say one of the things I find really interesting in this, in this article, which of course we'll link to, um, but I, I'm just not sure if I'm reading this right, man. Um, but it says that the protesters demanded that the government remove a 30 year embargo on the details of the Constitution Committee's meetings on coronavirus restrictions. So what I'm reading that to mean is that basically there's like a 30 year like gag order on the on the the, de- the details of the meetings for the people who are coming up with this stuff. Like they're not allowed like it's like top secret or we're not allowed to know what they were discussing, which should be terrifying to anybody. You know, if you got nothing to hide, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you got nothing to hide, you got nothing to fear, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the worst argument. It's like, no, like, uh, just because I have nothing to hide doesn't mean that I want you to look at my fucking underwear and shit. Like, fuck you. Uh, but um, doesn't mean that you can grope me and like, whatever. Like, that doesn't give you the right. <laughs> Well, yeah, because then, of course, is well, who's the one who's telling me what I should or shouldn't be hiding? You know, you got your fucking badge on, so you're the one who gets to make that claim, you know? Right. Yeah, it's um, it, it's interesting, and I'm really, it's really good to see that um, that people in Israel, Israel are are making these connections, and they're like, you know, this is going down a road that um that is familiar to us, and uh, and you know. We're uh, we don't necessarily like that road, so it's just really good to see that they're pro- they're out there protesting and the- and they're um, and that they're drawing this conclusion, and then um, and yeah, I mean if you read the comments in this article too, it's like 
some of the people who've commented is like if vaccine is uh, visitor one says if if the vaccine is 99% effective and 70% of Israelis have have gotten the vaccine already, then why do we still have to walk around in masks and have all sorts of restrictions? Those who, who have gotten the vaccine are protected and those who haven't, it's their choice with the virus far less present than it had been previously. Something doesn't add up and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. And that seems to be like, in my eyes, that same statement seems to be, um, it seems to be like with every single country on the planet that I, that, that, I, that I hear this stuff from, it's like, you know, get vaccinated twice and, you know, but it's, it's 99% effective, but you can still spread it. So, you know, make sure you wear three masks, you know, get your anal swab, um, socially distance, you know, try not to go out. And it's just, it's like, uh, and it's global. It's like, why can't we just all live our lives? Yeah. Yep. And again, if you want to shelter in place forever, fucking be my guest. I don't give a shit. Just yeah. Yeah. If, if, yeah. If you do have some, like, you know, there, there's some old people that I know that I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you're worried, you know, do, do what you got to do. Like it's, it's, I'm, I don't want to force people either way. That that's, that's our yeah. thing is that we don't believe that forcing somebody to do something just because we believe it, we don't believe that that's um that's the right thing to do. So yeah, and it's you know it's it's one of the it's one of the things when you start letting go of you know statism is it starts getting really scary because you you know you think well what about this what about that I have to have a way to make people do things that are you know better and it's it almost feels like you're like losing control you know but then once you get over that and you realize oh actually I'm in so much more control now because I can actually solve problems you know I see an issue too you know um what, there's another comment here dude that I really like though um it says uh at least the beginning of it um there are two groups one thinks it's protecting its health by taking the vaccine the other thinks it's protecting its health by not taking the vaccine both are legitimate but it's only one group that is discriminated against and vilified I'm like fuck that's like that's a good point, you know, because again, like you said, if, if you want, you know, I mean, if you fucking think it's good for you and you want to take it, like fucking do it, you know, I mean, I yeah, I mean, it's your choice. Do, do your what choice. best for you, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there is only one group that is being discriminated against and vilified, <laughs> you know, and that's people who aren't taking this experimental, you know, vaccine or wearing six feet of masks or whatever, you know, um, that's and then my purple apple thing too, is that I cannot, I cannot find re- research long-term research like 10 plus years on any health effects for this vaccine so it's like if i don't know what what the long-term effects are you know why am i being vilified if i don't want to take it i don't know what the long-term effects are going to be to my body and the thing too is that everybody's body's different nobody's the same like nothing um there's like maybe water is good for everybody right but other than water and even with water, certain quantities would, you know, you can give to like an adult male would be dangerous to give to a baby. So it's like putting this like one size fits all blanket over everything. It just seems so idiotic. Um, and then you've got people who are allergic to certain things and people with allergies have a hard time with vaccines and stuff. And it's like, it's like we cannot vilify these people because we do not know exactly what they have to face every single day. Maybe maybe they have a hard time with vaccines and, or they're scared of the vaccine because they're allergic to everything. I mean, you know, there are um, legitimate concerns in, in taking this and there are no long-term effects. So 
we can't vilify somebody if they don't want to take something. Um, oh, yeah. And then it's, also, it's just risk assessment. Like, say, I don't get a flu shot. Like, I don't get the flu. So why would I, even if the flu shot's 99% safe or whatever, like, why would I take that 1% risk when I don't fucking have to? <laughs> you know, if I do get the flu, it's not going to kill me. You know, it's just like, why Why would I? Like, I'm not, I'm not concerned about this thing, you know? Yeah, and it's so. like, with, with the shot, it's like, oh, well, you, you have to take three shots now and wear three masks. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I just think it's, um, there's, you know, I think that comment's right. Like, there's something that doesn't add up. And um, mm-hmm. maybe they don't know, but I think the Agoras know that, that this is this is all just for um, for like one world tyrannical control. I mean, you know, essentially, um, essentially, there's just these people at the top that control most of the governments already through central banks. And they want to they've already partially enslaved everybody on the planet, but they want to completely enslave everybody um, for whatever reason. Um, and they've got a lot of a lot of motivations to do so. They've got money, um, like well, all the all the rich people have already benefited from from these lockdowns. Uh, oh yeah, we're seeing record profits from like every billionaire. So, I mean, you know, you can't tell me that these lockdowns haven't haven't benefited these um these elites. And then you've got yeah, not that necessarily. I think just because someone's a billionaire, there's something wrong with them. But like you know, obviously, so a lot of wealth is transferred because of the effects of this. You know, so that you know that yeah. And I'm not trying to say every uh, billionaire sure. yeah. is, is bad right. or elitist, but there are there are some out there. Oh yeah, oh for sure, oh for sure. And if not, and I mean, and not, I truly do believe that yeah, like if we didn't have this big cronyist system, yeah, they're probably. Being a billionaire might not be as much of a thing that actually happened, <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely, and I think even Hawkins. But um, let's get into the um the ten stages. Oh yeah, of... we still have a yeah we still have a whole other thing to go over, don't we? Yeah, it's called the ten stages. And remember, um, I think I- any one of these stages can be before, after. Uh, um, they can be in, in different orders, or they may occur simultaneously. Um, but again. All of these stages are the, these are the 10 stages of genocide. These are the 10 stages that have happened in every country that's committed, you know, these mass genocides, whether it's Pol Pot or um, uh, Nazi Germany or, or wherever. So Rwanda, these are the 10, these are the 10 stages and they could, they don't necessarily have to be in order. So um like stage one would be like classification. And we'll have like a picture of this down below. The differences between people are, are not respected. There's, there's a division of us and them, which can be carried out by using stereotypes or excluding people who are perceived to be different. So like with classification, you could see like there's the vaccinated deniers. class. Yeah, the vax deniers mm-hmm. and the vaccinated class and the people who wear masks and the people that don't. It's us. For, there's, a, it, there's, all, there's always a division, right? And then that kind of brings in like the sim- the symbolization, like we're willing to wear masks and socially distance and stuff. But uh, stage two symbolization says this is a visual manis- manifestation of hatred. Jews and Nazis occupying Europe were first to wear the yellow star of David in Cambodia. Um, the Khmer Rouge <laughs> forced, yeah, forced people from Eastern, from the Eastern zone to wear blue scarves from 1992 in the northwest bosnia all non-serbian citizens were forced to wear white armbands so 
there's like there's going to be symbolization right whether it's like maybe it's like a vaccine tattoo or like gosh you mean just a mask i mean fuck. yeah i mean the ma- um, people who are maskless stuff like that so or or you don't have your vaccine passport or whatever right um stage three discrimination the dominant group denies civil rights or even citizenship to identified group um the 1935 nuremberg law stripped jews of their german citizenship made it illegal for them to do many jobs or to marry german non-jews so we're kind of movies you can't fly yeah we're kind of already seeing that if you don't get your vaccine you can't do xyz you're not going to be able to work in the public sector. You might not be able to drive, fly, go to concerts. Actually, um, who was it? Ticketmaster? I think it maybe maybe it was Ticketmaster. I don't know. One of the big ones was like, we want to implement a, uh, a like, to be able to go to concerts, you're going to have to have your COVID vaccine or whatever uh, somewhere. Uh, well, let me pre-search it. Okay, here it is. Uh, fact check. Ooh, the fact checkers. Um, Ticketmaster. Let me see. Pause your ad blocker. Ticketmaster exploring tech to provide fans COVID status before event. What happened? So it's like you have to. Okay, the claim proof of vaccination will be required to attend Ticketmaster events with the announcement of pharmaceutical giant Pfizer and its German partner, uh, BioNTech, have developed 90% effective vaccine. Is this one of those fact checks that has nothing to do with the claim? Yeah, this is bullshit. Um, I, I hate them so much, man. They're so like. Like, they try to like confuse you. They don't even like, address the point. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they don't address the point, and they like swim around it, and they say, "Well, like maybe," and like, no, nah, like, I saw. Anyways, I saw a legit, a legit news outlet. Well, not legit because they're all fake, right? But this was like one of the big ones, like New York Times or something. Say, say that this was actually going to be a thing, like. Ticketmasters basically going to have like a proof of vaccination, and then I think there was backlash, and then Ticketmaster was like, "Oh no, no, we're not going to do that." But but it just shows you like they wanted to. Um, oh yeah, and that doesn't mean they won't. You know, yeah. they're just waiting for you know the yeah. right time. That's yeah. the way the winds are blowing. Let us not say they don't also blow. There all there are going to be uh, screening requirements in the future. Now, how much and to what? We don't really have a crystal ball, but um, but we kind of know what uh, we kind of know their playbook. So, yeah. any anyways, um, so that so goes along with stage three discrimination. Stage four, dehumanization. Those perce- perceived as different are treated with no form of human rights or personal dignity. Um, during the genocide of Rwanda, uh, tut- what is that? Tutsis were referred to as cockroaches um the nazis referred to jews as vermin so when you start to see when you start to see like anything dehumanizing to like um to like maybe like quote unquote conspiracy theorists or anti-vaxxers or whatever that's a big that's a big sign that says okay um this is going in a path that's extremely scary it's like if they refer to like all anti-vaxxers is like cockroaches or something right yeah i feel like deniers is really going to be that term because they they're really using the word deniers for like really negative things so um holocaust denier climate change denier i've yeah. heard covid denier didn't we didn't we before we started recording we saw something that was like a vaccine deniers or something or maybe that was the spain one. 
anyhow, yeah, um, I feel like that's that's really been getting to be a term that's really like. It's like I don't deny vaccines in general, but like I just. It's like anybody who questions it, they call it denier. Like, yeah, hey, just it's a like question I don't that I necessarily even... deny it. I just, you know, I don't necessarily think it's for me. So, and I say something like climate change. You know, it's like, well, it's a very complex subject. Just, to, but if you say like, oh, you know, I just don't think that the the main narrative that the you know the planet's going to end in twelve years is true, then suddenly you're a climate denier. And Bill Nye thinks you should be locked in prison. You know, <laughs> like it's a. Uh, you know, it's sometimes just nuance of this shit. Right. But you know, if you don't, if you don't just like you know, buy everything hook, line, and sinker. But yeah, at any rate, though, I yeah, think if you like don't follow the narrative, if you don't follow their narrative to the. You know. mm-hmm. So stage five is organization. Genocides are always planned. Regimes of hatred often train those who go on to carry out the destruction of a. The Sudanese government. Supports the arms, supports and arms the Janaweed Arab militia in Darfur to carry out violence and killing. Sorry if I butcher some names, guys. I'm not too familiar with them. I'm not familiar with all of them, but uh, but yeah. Anyways, so organization, yeah. I mean, you know, we we could definitely see that. Um, there's cops right now who are, I mean. I don't put it past any cop or military to follow orders. Um, yeah, no kidding. They and were obviously we've already seen that shit with um yeah with all all the stuff that's already been. Going oh, on they would year. never they would never close down somebody's business and the, and and destroy somebody's livelihood. No, they yeah. they've been or, doing arrest that. people for opening their businesses. Um, uh, what there's one there. And that's a constitutional. Not wearing masks. Yeah, and that goes against their constitutional rights to be able to, um, to be able to, you know, all all the police closing down businesses. That was all unconstitutional in the first place. So they don't even follow their own doctrine, and 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 the police are willing to enforce anything that that these politicians put in front of them. So the whole argument of, oh well, they you know. They won't enforce X, Y, Z. That's bullshit. Because yeah. every there's gun laws today that they enforce, and ev- every single gun gun law goes against the Constitution because every single gun law is an infringement. And I'm not a I'm not a constitutionalist by any means. Um, I think it's just a farce. Like you've got this piece of paper that that's going to stop this big militarized group, you know, mafia, from doing bad things to me. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, but um, but it just shows you that that they're not even willing to follow their own their own documentation well, it, that they create. Well, yeah, and it's no, and it's an excellent point, man, because it's like Spooner points out, right? Like you and I don't have a, an obligation to obey the Constitution, but somebody like a police officer who took an oath to protect and defend and blah blah blah, you know what I mean? Um, they do <laughs> because they, you know, they did take that oath. Right. So like they have like, a, you know, like they are supposed to actually follow it. Whereas like you and I have no obligation, you know, it doesn't mean anything else. So, yeah. So for somebody like, you know, who's supposed to be defending the Constitution and, you know, took an oath to defend our rights and stuff like that, who is doing patently the opposite thing, you know, like, fuck that guy. You know, we're having consequences, but like, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know, I'm comfortable saying that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Same here. Um, uh, that, that was a good add on, by the way. But um, uh, stage six, polar- polarization. You're saying this, this should probably be stage one. And Maybe, um, yeah, I, I feel like this already, already, I mean, 
happens. I mean, yeah, I think this on is day what, basis. Yeah, I think this is kind of what they started with. Um, propaganda begins to be spread by hate groups. Uh, the Nazis use the newspaper, blah blah, to spread and incite messages of hate about Jewish people. So there's the media's, you know, um, a lot of people think there's a difference between the Chinese media and the U.S. media. There's really not, and um, and you know the the there's proof out there's proof that's out there. I mean, we did an episode with um with Jeremiah Harding about uh, Operation Mockingbird, and basically the, the the CIA took over all media outlets, and so they the uh the the government uses all these media outlets basically put in what you know what they want. So and I mean, if you can't tell what propaganda is, uh, I mean. 2020 should be the the year that that you should have figured it out because uh it was covid 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 and then you have the um the black lives matter and I, during the whole covid thing everyone was getting kind of mad at the government so they're like no 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 uh oh look look at this cop kill this guy right and um and then when that happened nobody cared about masks nobody cared about social distancing you couldn't find on the front page of CNN, you couldn't find nothing about COVID. It was all about police brutality and the riots during the summer. Um, and you know, the peaceful, the peaceful burnings or, or most, mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly peaceful (laughs) protest with lots of fire all around me. And yeah. And the most nonsense thing about that whole incident there uh, that you're, that you're talking about is when like the scientists came out and said, you know, because of the racial justice is such an important thing that it's it's okay to go out and protest. You know, it's okay to take that risk, you know, the COVID, you know, of the COVID because this so because you know this is such an important thing. It's like first off, as a scientist, you don't honestly you don't get to have an opinion, but you don't like your opinion on some shit like that doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? That's not what you do. You didn't take the scientific method and determine what was worth it, right? Uh and and then, you know, second off, it's like, okay, well, if it really was so fucking bad, you know what I mean? Then no, you shouldn't be able to do that. I can't open my business. That's not important enough. You know, me feeding yeah. my family is yeah. important enough, you yeah. know, but, um, you know, but you going out and fucking holding a sign or throwing a big brick through the window on the two opposite sides of the thing, you know, that's, that's important enough. You know, it's like, get the fuck out of here, man. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Me taking care of my family. That's not, that's not important enough, but, um. Um, so stage seven preparation perpetrators plan the genocide. They often use euphemisms such as the, the Nazis phrase, the final solution, um, to cloak their intentions acts, acts of genocide are disguised as self-defense. If there is an ongoing armed conflict or civil war, such as in Bosnia. Um, I mean, media does, I mean, I'm not saying that that media commits genocide or anything, but media is really good about like preparation phases. Mm-hmm. Um, like when COVID first came out, like social distancing was the new hot word. Um, new normal was another big one. That yeah. one hit me the first time I fucking heard it. And then I heard it like twice in the same day. First time I heard it, started hearing it on the same day in multiple places. I'm like, Oh, watch that one. You know, that's going to be a big one. And it was every single news outlet, like every, you know, and uh, it was super fast and it was masks, social distancing, new normal. Yeah, new normal. I mean, yeah. there were people saying that that were like halfway across the world. And you're like, how did they know? 
to, yeah yeah to, that was quick and i was like whoa and that's just a creepy one like okay so we know that that, that, that should that should hold you right there things are never going back to normal or, right? or, or like they, the great or the great reset and it's like mm-hmm. how the hell are all these famous people saying these famous like um Build politicians across shit, the globe yeah. saying the great reset like how like is there like a memo going around um yeah well and and, and now after the you know uh, the january 6th thing um the capital deal uh it's we've really been getting a lot more of, of this kind of thing where now it's okay everybody they don't like is a domestic terrorist or a whatever you know so i think that's really that's not necessarily covid related but it's kind of all happening together you know it's a uh, but but yeah i think the way they're they're doing that's really going to separate people put people in categories and you know and then it's self-defense like it says here you know well whatever we do to these people you know um, it's self-defense to protect us, so it you know, justifies violating the rights of. Yeah, you know, they didn't take the people. vaccine, so we killed them so that that they wouldn't get mm-hmm. more people sick, or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah or they're, they're QAnon or whatever the fuck. So yeah, or they're yeah, right-wing extremists. Something. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we've got stage eight persecution. Victims are identified because of their ethnicity or religion, and death lists are drawn up. People are sometimes segregated into ghettos, deported or starved, and property is often given away. Um, so now, stage eight, I think I think that you can add, you know, not only ethnicity or religion, but I think you can add like anti-vaxxer. Um, and you know, you didn't get the vaccine, so we can throw you in a camp or a quarantine facility or whatever. And um, I think wasn't Canadian Parliament saying something like that too. Was yeah, that? yeah, they were, yeah, they were they were talking about that. Uh, we were discussing back in uh, in game oh two gosh, or something. In game two, I believe. Yeah, in yeah, game three now. was like the power outages and stuff, and yeah, yeah, you're right. In game two was like the facilities, and then what? Well, in game one was like a broad global enslavement type episode. Probably, yeah. I Great don't know. Reset was in there somewhere. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> We've done so many of these. This thing just won't end. That one. Yeah. I'm so over it. Trust, <laughs> trust us, guys. Like we, you know, we want to. We oh, want all shit. this stuff to just end. But uh, but but government well, we, wants to. Government wants to keep persisting. Well, They're they right. might be trying to end it for us in stage nine. <laughs> yeah, stage nine extermination. Um, the hate group. The hate group, I could see the hate group being like uh, Antifa, you know, left, you know, who knows, right? It could be just or anybody. Just government. Or, yeah. yeah, government. Yeah. Or anybody who's gotten the vaccine. I mean, what did um what did Gina say um, that got her in trouble with Disney? Something about like, it wasn't the Nazis that turned in their neighbors. It was their neighbors or it, something. It, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was something to the effect of like, oh, it was, um, you know, it didn't just start with that. It was like um, when, you know, people were beating, you know, beating up Jewish people in the streets for having different opinions or, or whatever, political opinions or violence or political opinions or something and then yeah she got um yeah like unpersoned for that and they were saying like oh because you can't make that reference because you're not jewish or whatever you can't make the nazi reference something to that effect um but yeah it was basically hey we should be cool to our neighbors and not let politics divide us well what she was saying i mean that's what she i mean not those literal words but that's what she was saying like a totally 
like a totally like fine message and especially when everything these days is supposed to be unity unity we're reunifying the country blah 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 uncle joe is great um i just yeah yeah that it, it's something along those lines man it was ridiculous dude yeah and uh you know almost all of these states just fit in with what the um with what fdr did to the japanese except for extermination now a lot of people did die i think there was like a 9-11 i think it was more than 9 uh i forget the exact number don't quote me a lot of a lot of japanese did die in the camps due to like malnutrition and disease and like no medical care so um, um and i mean i know it wasn't him who did it but i mean you know the united states did like vaporize two hundred thousand of them so that was a <laughs> that was something and um and then also i'm sure i'm definitely on numbers on this but i'm sure that there was like hate crimes like on an individual basis and i hate the you know the the, the charge of hate crime but i mean obviously that could be a thing you know um you know but how many how many times was you know japanese people assaulted just for being japanese you know because of fear that was spread uh by by government or by that kind of thing i mean i've even heard people to this day defend it well yeah we had to man you didn't know if they were going to do something you know, you didn't know if they were going to, you know, attack us from the inside or something. I don't know. Did they, did they lock up German people? I don't know. It seems like it'd be hard to tell who's who. Um, right. In, yeah. in that regard. But yeah, I still know people to this day who still defend that and say like, yeah, we should have done that. We should have locked them in camps, you know, it's like, oh, God, man. So yeah, that sentiment hasn't necessarily gone away. Um, even, you know, it's not necessarily just against Japanese people. It's like, oh, there's somebody who we perceive that they, they might possibly be some sort of slim threat. So justifiable lock them up. Yeah, I mean, and they, there was polarization and organization and preparation and uh, symbolization, dehumanization, they would call them. Well, I don't want to necessarily say, but you, everyone knows the right racist slang, the Japanese back then. But um, and then so we've got uh, so stage nine was extermination. Stage 10, denial. The perpetrators or later generations deny the existence of any crime. Evidence is destroyed and witnesses are intimidated. Um, there's been an increase in Holocaust deniers and, and denial online in recent years. Now, personally, I cannot see, um, I personally cannot deny what happened with the Holocaust because um, my grandfather went in and he, uh, he liberated some of these Jewish camps. So I personally know that it happened. So um, there's, I'm yeah, I don't. I'm definitely not a Holocaust denier. Like I know that it happened, and that's because my family. I mean, are we experienced a firm time. on that six million number? Or... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know like anything about it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being a dick. <laughs> well, they they don't have like the yeah. I'm sure there's more or whatever, but they don't have the exact number of deaths. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a you know and i don't know i mean i don't really know any holocaust deniers you know per se but i mean i do think that you know history is written by the winners right so you know how long will we have to look back before it's seen as a negative thing you know what may end up happening to you know vaccine deniers or covid deniers or whatever the fuck you know they're gonna call us um you know i'm sure for a couple generations it'll be you know so and so were the big heroes and these COVID deniers are evil and then you know i don't know a little while later maybe once we're all dead you know come out but oh, okay maybe it wasn't that big a deal or something i don't know but yeah history is written by the winner so obviously it's gonna be you know a great heroic thing that happened yeah 
Um, well, hopefully government loses, but uh, I think they will in some ways. And um, and unfortunately, maybe even strengthen others. But uh, um, but we have a real opportunity to to try to free ourselves. And, and uh, I think the best way to do that is to get cryptocurrency and not only crypto, but, but, you know, diversify, don't put all your eggs in one basket, get, get, you know, pick up some gold and silver. Get some stacked sats, baby boy. Yeah. Yeah. Get some guns <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, some, some extra rations, you know, food that lasts 10, 30 years or whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up with a quote. If you got that ready, Dag, go ahead and um, oh, wrap up, wrap up in game four. Emergencies have always been the pretext on which the safeguards of individual liberty have been eroded. Frederick von Hayek. The Gorse next us out. Boom.